Hello everyone and welcome to Game Dev Diary, a podcast where we discuss the career journeys of gaming veterans. I'm your host, Ahmed Can, and I'm here to help you kickstart your career in gaming or improve yourself by learning from the failures and successes of others. Hello everyone and welcome to Game Dev Diary. For today's episode, my guest is Felipe Mata, head of studio at uh, FanPlus, building a live studio in Barcelona. Felipe, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much, Machan. Glad to be here. Yeah, uh, we have been actually knowing each other for around a couple of years, and mm-hmm. we've been talking to each other uh, quite, I, I think, quite regularly. So it's going to be nice chatting with you and uh, trying to understand your journey in the gaming industry so far. Yeah, it's going so, to be fun. <laughs> So I want to start with first uh, how you entered the gaming industry. And as far as I know, you have a PhD in network, uh, systems networking and telecommunications. And you, after finishing your PhD, you started working at King as a data scientist. So can you talk a, a bit more, a bit about how you uh, decided to work at the at the gaming industry and how you started working at King as a data scientist? Okay, so I, I think I have always dreamt uh, when I was young, uh, working in games, uh, I've been playing games since I was a kid. Uh, I was playing long hours when I uh, was a teenager. And I always dreamt about it, but never thought that that was a real possibility. So uh, I didn't consider that. And I then I did me, my studies. Um, I did my PhD, as you mentioned. Uh, my goal was to do what? do research, academic research at the university, become a professor, things like that. But I realized that um, well, the, the environment uh, in Spain for doing academic research is not a uh, very good level. Uh, there is not many fans. Uh, it's very hard to really do the research. Um, and also it was like really, really tough to, to get a position as a, as a professor, a teacher. So... Then I decided, okay, let's move on. Let's do something else. Or if I consider to keep doing research, like let's look abroad. So then I considered two options, like doing a postdoc in in Amsterdam. I during my PhD, I was the, visiting there for for three four months. So there was an opportunity to to go there as a postdoc and continue involved in the academic research. Or else I thought, okay, well, let's try to see if I can get something like something else, another job outside of, uh, of research. And back in the days doing my PhD, I was doing data science. And uh, it was before like that became a buzzword and everybody spoke about it everywhere. Uh, so I thought, okay, well, I'd really enjoy this. So let's, let's try to find a data scientist position. And I looked for that at LinkedIn. And in Spain, the only company offering that at that day was was Kin in Barcelona. They were opening a new studio. Um, so in, in that regard, it was like, okay, well, it's the only one. Let's apply. I didn't research much about the company. It was before they released Candy Crush. They weren't so famous. Uh, back in the days, that they were like big in, in Facebook, but they haven't really moved into mobile jet. And I thought, okay, well, it's the only one apply. It, like there is no like uh, consideration to look at different options and then apply, right? Like it's the only one apply. And and then, well, they they replied back. They were interested. Uh, I 
wasn't sure. Like at the end of the day, for me, it was like either uh, going to Amsterdam or going to Barcelona. So I I, I saw that the two options uh, were moving from home anyway. And I always wanted to work at games and I thought, okay, well, it could be interesting. They seem to have a lot of data about users. I was analyzing uh, users of the internet. Now it was uh, players. So kind of like maybe I could apply the same learnings. Uh, and I found it an interesting challenge and also being closer to home. So I thought, okay, why not? Uh, probably like could go there for a year and they go back. And like never thought that that was going to, to last for so long. So that that was that was how it, how it started. So I I always mentioned that I I joined the the gaming uh, industry by by accident more than than by desire, the proper desire I would say. Oh, so like you actually you actually wanted to always work on games, even like during during your PhD, and you always like were interested in games and both playing them and working on them, but you never actually kind of planned to work in the games industry really seriously you never thought of it as a kind of a career path career path no no honestly and i think like if if uh, if it not were because like mobile games tend to use a lot of data and like there was really opportunity for like data scientists to to join gaming companies i think like i probably would have never ended in the in the gaming industry so that's why i consider it was more by by accident that yeah by that, a as Bob Ross, the famous painter, says happy accidents, I think this is one of those kind of yeah. happy accidents that uh, I think uh, that ended up in a very good situation. Mm-hmm. So maybe I know you've been working in the game industry for a long while now, but when you think about people that are trying to enter the industry today in the current market conditions, what advice would you give to someone that is trying to land the gaming job uh, today? Okay. Yeah, for me, I think like as as I didn't plan to to enter the the gaming industry, I like probably haven't thought enough about about that. I, I joined by by accident, and but I've been interviewing people and some some people that uh, don't have experience uh, in in the gaming industry. And one thing that I look when when I speak to to these people, I, I that I look for is like to show passion, to show energy, to show hang, hunger. Right, because I think like that's that's something that if, if you combine with uh, the technical skills that they may already have from like whatever they have uh, studied, I think that is a good combination and like something that is really appreciated in the gaming industry is going to make them uh, really uh, land well uh, in in a job and find that opportunity and be able to demonstrate their skills and, and passion, right? And another thing I would say is play games, play games a lot. So I, I sometimes I interview people, even people that are in the industry and you realize that they, they don't play any games. So it's like um, you, you cannot uh, participate in a game, even if it's a new game and you need to innovate or a live game, but you need to keep the game up to date and, and, and even innovate as well on top. You cannot do that if if you don't have a, like that that understanding of what's what's in the market, how like how how do you experience it from from a player's perspective? What makes you feel, and how you could transmit that feeling w- within your game or with the area that you you are participating in the game, right? So that's I think something that I consider also very very important. And probably the last thing I would say is like. 
understand how you could contribute to to the gaming industry right like what what are your specific skills then how that are being applied or could be applied to to making games and and then demonstrate that you you have uh, something special to to contribute with right like focus on that even if you're an artist like um well select the type of uh, uh like i would say skill that you are going to to focus right maybe more generalist or more specifically in 2d 3d wherever but then try to understand what is going to be demanded for for that type of role right and then be able to to grow in that direction even by yourself or like speaking with others try to do courses in order to be able to be at the right level when when the opportunity arrives because i think like the good thing about the gaming industry is that there is tons of opportunities and there's always new opportunities is growth uh all the time i would say so so then the, your opportunity is going to appear then you need to be ready to take it yeah so be genuinely interested in the games industry like have show that passion and show that genuine interest because games is not like for example like a social media app where it's mostly the engineering the technical side of the job but it's more of a mixture between science and art so you need to have that passion and have that personal interest show that you are actually playing the games both the games that you are that you want to like work on and the games that are going to be relative to your job relative to your position or relative to your team and also think about the i think this is a more this last one can be applied to many other industries as well think about the added value that you are going to bring to the table think about your unique kind of unique selling point that mm-hmm. your team your new teammates or your new, new team is going to really uh utilize that they are really going to be happy that you joined the team i don't know like three months from now mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and i think like related to the latest one i'm uh really passionate about people that can can wear many hats or that can contribute in many areas and i think that that's also something very very important for for making games especially in mobile where, where we tend to have a smaller teams uh, so if you could have like uh, contributions beyond like what's your uh, expertise right it's uh, narrow expertise like but you could also have contributions uh, in other areas i think that's great when you have a an artist that also enjoys game design and can contribute with ideas that's really positive or uh, uh, same with with developers or uh, designers that can illustrate a little bit and transmit better the, the ideas. All, all this is also something really, really uh, useful. So you could always consider like either like get the, as you mentioned, the added value, the USP, like uh, of more quality or also expand your range of capabilities and, and add a little bit on other areas as well. Yeah, I, I think it's really important, especially within the mobile gaming context to understand that because if you're working on a like pc or console game you have literally a specific team just for the lighting of the game like a a team of i don't know like three four artists just focused on the lighting of the game so that like it's going to work fine but when you think about the mobile game uh, side of the business those three four people teams they can just like come up with the next hit at least the core prototype of that next it well with a like team that can kind of that can be built around that game so yeah have been having that mentality of 
uh, being able to wear several hats and showing that you can do more than one thing. Although you have one specialization, you can also mm -hmm. help your team whenever th there is a need. Yeah, I think that's also a very important another added value or unique selling point. Yeah. Uh, just like, yeah, tying it back to this yeah. conversation. And it connects to the first one of being hungry, right? Like having hunger to, yeah. to really do new things, learn new things and, and keep evolving. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of evolving, I think that's going to be a nice segue. So you worked at King, King for seven years and you started as a data scientist and ended as a senior producer before you uh, left to join Zeptolab. So how can, can you tell me, did you always have the idea or kind of plan to move to the production side, product management side of the business or how that happened uh, throughout the process? Well, I would say I... I didn't have that desire from the very beginning. As I mentioned, the, the first idea that I, I, I got was like, okay, let's join King for one year and then come back and look for something else back in, in Madrid, something different. Uh, but our, like, I always thought more about uh, academics, right? So I, th I thought like being a data science, scientist and being like that scientist part was like maybe my, my, most, my, mostly my drive at that moment. So... After I landed at King, and uh, I think uh, the, the great thing that King had back in that days was that they, they uh, gathered together a large group of very talented individuals, so it was a very stimulating environment. Uh, so then I started to consider, okay, well, I could stay uh, here for, for longer, right? And I have always had passion with, uh, I would say, finance, monetization, all that stuff, uh, so I saw that like I could maybe apply uh, some learnings and keep learning more, uh, focusing more on, on that. And that's when I started more to, I say, like transition more to more product position. Uh, also because uh, I wanted to be more involved in the creative aspect. Uh, with data scientists, it was more like, okay, the team did this AV test and you present the analysis. Uh, I started to contribute with ideas of what we could be testing, how we could develop the game further, and like I wanted to, like maybe, be doing that more often. And that's probably why I started transitioning uh, to that position. So it was like I would say nothing planned, uh, but more something that happened more organically, getting closer mm, yeah, so and closer to the development. Yeah. So the more you worked with the game teams or the development teams in King, you realized that you're also like kind of interested in the game development part of the business, the production side of the business. And because <laughs> there was the opportunity to like shift your kind of career, your position into the production side, it was again more of like a opportunity uh, arised and you were uh, interested in that and you like kind of took a chance to <laughs> see how it went. Yeah. Yeah, I tend to think also and probably that's also how i have uh, behaved is that you you create the opportunity right so you start thinking or showing passion and learning about other areas and then eventually you start like okay can i help here can i help there and slowly you you are like proving that you can do more and more stuff on that front and then eventually you get that that opportunity <laughs> so i think that that's probably what happened it was like okay nothing planned but i started to like feel interest in in this area so i slowly get more and more involved trying to contribute a bit more or at least learn and then with that uh, being able to eventually take 
take that more more ownership on on that. Mm, yeah, so it's it was not just like using the maybe the chance or the opportunity, but also kind of seeding the plants or like just taking small steps and trying new things and making sure that whenever the opportunity arises or like whenever there was some uh, new chance to move forward, you were already prepared for that kind of next step, next moment, because you were already having that mindset or having that mental framework. Exactly. Like sometimes you need to think from from the other way around, right? Imagine that you own a business and you have uh, several people there and then there is somebody that was doing something and left. Then the the first thing you, you will think is like, okay, do I have somebody that could take a step up and replace that person? Or do I need to look uh, outside? And you would prefer to take somebody from inside, right? But for that, you need to to see that uh, there is something in that person that like make you think that that could could take the responsibility and it's in many areas it's, it's about the skills it's about personality it's about drive it's many many things so like if, if you so these things on a daily basis then the opportunities are going to to appear but it's it's very very strange that um uh, you get offered an opportunity for something that you haven't really touched uh, nor demonstrated any skill because you are just uh, good or smart. It's, you need to be showing like you, you could do it. You, you need to prove it to yourself as well, also to avoid having this uh, imposter syndrome. I think that that's also very important. Mm, yeah, yeah I, I totally agree with that. You need to prove first to yourself and then to others that you you don't need to have the exact skill set for any kind of position but you have strong core abilities core skills that can kind of grow into whatever paths or whatever road that you want to take so that's going like having a more diverse and adaptable skills it's more important than having like a uh, past pm experience or pro producer experience oh. to get that position yeah i totally i totally yeah. agree with that and in your journey after King, you worked at Zeptolab as a head of new games and then joined FanPlus and now you are heading a new studio, uh, building the studio in Barcelona. Uh, when you look at your career uh, journey so far, was there any key decision or key moment that helped you grow yourself both personally and uh, and professionally? Well, I would say like one, th one thing that I've had is always passion for learning and keep evolving and challenge myself to well to to do things differently like not like what i don't like to for for my day-to-day -day is to have a recipe and having to repeat that recipe <clears throat> over and over so i was always trying to help to to, to help myself learning uh trying new stuff uh, getting out of my comfort zone so i think that that probably is something that has helped me indirectly it's something that people have maybe seen in myself uh, when I was more junior and has helped me develop and acquire new skills and, and capabilities. Um, but I think like growing in, in, in the career, like uh, there is no like a single way of, of doing it or, or there is not a correct way of, of doing it. And sometimes it's more like just like being lucky, being in the right moment at the right uh, time. Yeah. So, uh, but um I would say also that uh, I consider that there are many, many opportunities in the in the gaming industry. So 
Uh, if you don't get into this train, you will get another one later. Don't worry about that. So like sometimes we, we tend to overthink about what is, uh, how is going to be my plan, tail that. Uh, I think like what is important is to have a, a goal, a desire, where, where do you want to, what do you want to make, right? And in my case, it was making, making games, making new games, right? So uh, for instance, at Kin, uh, it's a wonderful company. There are tons of opportunities to keep growing and evolving and learning from others. But I saw myself that uh, although I could have that, I didn't feel that uh, King was at the moment when I left uh, the place to be if you wanted to really re- release new games. Uh, so that's why it made me uh, change to, to Theptolab. And I think like uh, it was... Uh, Good decision for me. I learned a lot, and I, I participated in many, many games there as as head of new games. So uh, I, I don't regret making the change. Although, like the uh, working at Keen is like a very good place to be, and and then now with with Fanplus, more more of the same, right? Like I wasn't looking for for anything in particular, but I I came across with uh, with now a friend of mine that uh, uh, is Enrique working in. Plus as well, and we started chatting. We saw that there could be a, a match, and then we, we we took it further, and here I am. So like uh, you always need to be open to what's coming, and then that's that's uh, this the the world is full of opportunities, not just the gaming industry, but everywhere. Yeah, and being open to opportunities and being open to any kind of new step, I think is really important. And Actually, I wanna I wanna ask something about the uh, first part of your answer, being uh, open to learning new things and going out of, going out of your comfort zone. I mean, it, this is a very I don't know, classical uh, suggestion or recommendation that everyone uh, talks about. But can you, when you think about learning about new things and going out of your comfort zone, how do you actually how do you actually look, uh, how do you actually show that you are always open to learning new things and you are always uh, going out of your comfort zone? With, uh, with uh, the context of the work life, your workplace or your professional life? I feel like this is something that is part of the personality of the person. It's, it's something that uh, I would say I'm not sure if it's easy to change. Uh, you can like, maybe set yourself a reminder, right? Like, okay, get out of your comfort zone and uh, probably you can put a poster on the bedroom and every, every morning you you see that poster and, and foster you to... To do that, but I think like in, in my case, I've always have like this curiosity to learn and practice. Uh, my my parents were fed up with me because I like uh, unscrew any device and to see what was inside, and then I didn't know how to assemble back. <clears throat> so I, I was destroying many many stuff at, at my my parents' home. But I think like that's that curiosity is needed to in order to to get out of the comfort zone because. Um, I think uh, this is what pushes you to to get outside, right? Because uh, the desire to know is bigger than the the bad feelings that the getting out of the comfort zone uh, give you. So then you don't care. Okay, I, I move forward, and and it's it's about like. Uh, um, demonstrated in every minute like oh how, how you do this i oh can can you explain or like uh, right now we have uh i would say we are 
very lucky to have uh, I think we are the, the, the people that have grown with internet so internet has many many answers and now even with with the AI chat GPT you can ask any anything and you don't need like tons of hours of research to get to learn something new so it's both about the desire to learn and the curiosity and demonstrated in 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 every every minute that everything that you do and don't get me wrong I'm, I'm not passionate about learning everything but there are some things that I really like and, and then I took the opportunity and devote the time so at the end of the day is is a balance, right? Like, where can you put the, the time and effort to 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 put that into learning instead of I don't know watching Netflix or, or other stuff? Yeah, so it's basically uh, always asking questions and being curious about things that are not directly related to your core responsibilities or I don't know core role, but still being willing to ask those questions and learn new skills, new stuff from your teammates, from your friends, so that you continue growing and also show that you are willing to learn new things and stay out of your, out of yeah. your comfort zone. Yeah, exactly. So to give an example now in uh, with my team, we are a very small team and we had some needs uh, that could land within like with the label of a technical artist and I just learned myself to do them, although I don't have any background uh, and any skills specific for that but it was like eager eager to to take that and, and make that happen right so that then yeah. it wasn't so difficult uh, so let's go let's talk about your new studio and talk about the new studio that you are building in barcelona because i've touched upon it a couple of times but you are right now for the last year if i remember correctly building a new studio for fun plus at barcelona working on new games so i think at least from the outside, it sounds really exciting and really fun to be working on new games and to be building a new team from scratch. But can you talk a bit more about how that process has been working out for you for the last year? What types of challenges have you uh, had to deal with or how do you feel after the first year? What do you think about building a new studio and working on new games in the current market, market, market conditions? Mm. Yeah, I feel like... Well, it is as it sounds. I would say it's exciting. It's exciting. It's fun. Um, it's really, really challenging. Uh, that's something that uh, I think like uh, everybody that works in the industry know. And especially I think like when the latest times uh, and the, the situation with marketability being tougher, I think like it's made it even more challenging because before it was like, okay, you you make a nice game, a good game, and then you will eventually find the audience and market it. But now I think you need to think of marketability from, from the first day. So it's, it's even like having to embrace another skill to to your skill set to be able to to be a good uh, maker of, of new games. So I think like that that's the, the biggest challenge in, in, in that I have personally because I I never like got very involved with marketing. Uh, never thought about, okay, how do we market this? Okay, just make a good game and we publish, we scale. Uh, and then getting more closer to, to this challenge, uh, having to learn how to do marketability, what attracts the attention of the players, how how you need to present that, how it's, it's a lot of the small details uh, that uh, you need to learn and, and embrace on top of just like, making a game by itself that is really, really challenge, challenge, challenging by itself. Um, 
in my case, uh, also specifically talking about the, the Barcelona studio, uh, what has been really, really challenging is uh, getting the team, growing the team and, and getting the, these uh, initial members that, uh, that will join our team. I think like Barcelona right now is a very challenging market when it comes uh, about talent because we have a very big uh, and long established companies here in Barcelona but it's also uh, every every 3 months you you heard news that a new studio is opening in Barcelona so it's like uh, um, i would say the industry has realized of the potential of Barcelona as a game hub but and that's great great news but also it's making it uh, very challenging and especially i would say for ourselves because Fanplus maybe wasn't really well known, uh, at least in, 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 I would say, in, in Barcelona. So, and if the, the, the few people that knew about Fanplus, they knew that uh, uh, they are big um, Forex strategy developers, right? So in our case that we want to make casual games, it was like uh, many people responded like, oh, yeah, but I could be interested, but I, I look at your games and I don't fit there. So uh, maybe another occasion. So that also was, was a challenge. Uh, in general, um, talent acquisition has been like one of the, the biggest focus for this year for us, but also the biggest challenge because it was really, really hard to um, well, make a name here without like starting the operations and like uh, starting to do good things um, with all the competition that, that we have here. And right now I'm, I'm very happy how we are ending the year. I think that we have a very uh, talented and, and passionate team, very solid. Uh, we have gone through a few cycles. We have fine-tuned our processes, but also we've learned uh the 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 best thing for me is that although we haven't hit the the benchmarks yet that we uh set to ourselves we've managed to improve the results iteration after iteration uh, meaning that we are learning that we are getting better uh that we are challenging our ways of th- doing things and thinking in order to to be more successful so i think that that's probably the the basics the, what what you need at the base in order to really keep uh, doing things better over time and succeeding because i think that this is this is the way that i have approached all my challenges it's like okay well uh, let's learn let's do better uh, every month every time that we we do a new new thing we do it better than the previous time and then that means that you are closer to to your goal and eventually you get there yeah i think the, right now at least for the last couple of years it's been uh, becoming harder and harder to make a new game and publish it and be successful, mostly because of like as you mentioned, also marketability is becoming really hard and you need to check, you need to tick more boxes, you need to check more boxes to be able to hit those benchmarks and to be to survive among the like uh, all of the existing games. And I think it's a really um, ch- it should be a really challenging, but I at the same time uh, learning and good, good opportunity to both grow yourself and like uh, understand how the current market works and understand what type of a new world or new market we are living in because the gaming market literally changes every couple of years with new conditions, with new limitations. So I think that's also a, a nice part of the puzzle. And also like the part that you mentioned with 
Funplus normally is known with its uh, strategy games, more complex and like a different type uh, genre of the uh, game business. And now we are trying to build casual games with the Funplus brand. So I want to ask, how does it feel creating a studio, building a studio under the under the umbrella of under the brand of a big and known uh, gaming gaming company? Because Funplus at least is quite known. Uh, among us in the at least united states and i think you are kind of becoming the uh franchise of in the europe that is going to kind of make it more known among europe so how does it feel building this new team from scratch with the brand of funplus well i feel like it's a it's a wonderful challenge and and really uh, liking it uh as, as you say it's, it's more than just making games right it's is uh, building the footprint the Footprint, sorry, of uh, of Funplus in, in in Europe, uh, getting us to to be better known because uh, we we made these games and like we made them here. Um, I think it's it's quite challenging. Like I think one one, one of the things that uh, made me uh, made me get this like apply for this for this position was like this very big challenge of like. Uh, within a leader in midcore, uh, being able to to make that get that company also a leader in casual, that's very ambitious, and I would say like uh, not many companies have managed to do it, although they have tried many big big companies. So that was like really really ambitious and and really interesting. Um, right now, I think like uh, I haven't really had the chance to to demonstrate on on like that because we haven't publish a game so we haven't really managed to to grow the brand here but we are taking other efforts more on the on the PR side on the communication side to keep evolving that uh, they are making a great job on that and I, I have felt that when it comes to Christian Stalin acquisition that we have managed to to attract more talent lately because of like we are building and growing a brand here in in Europe. Yeah, that is that is great to hear because especially in a market like Barcelona, as you mentioned, it's becoming more and more com- uh, competitive. So yeah, I, I'm sure you're going to need all of the help on the PR side and talent acquisition side. So uh, I I always try to end uh, these conversations uh, in the podcast with a kind of a time travel question because we've been talking about your career journey so far, what uh, have been what you have been doing right and what you think other people can do but when you think about your career career journey uh, if you had the chance to change one thing so far uh, what that's one thing would be what would you change in the uh, last i don't know like 10 uh, 10 15 years in your career wow i think like probably i'm, I'm maybe not the, the best person to answer this because my my mentality and my philosophy is like don't look back don't regret don't i mean um there is that that always happens right like that you you say oh probably i could have done this different or could have applied for this or could have uh, i don't know not taken this and you start thinking like what what would have been uh, the your opportunities or your growth if you made that decision one way or the other but my feeling is that the the, the good thing about the gaming industry and i mentioned before is that is full of opportunities and like there are new opportunities appearing like 
every month, every quarter, every every year, right? So uh, if you don't you don't jump on this train, like you can wait, and you will find another train that uh, is also uh, giving you a very good journey. So I tend to not have like that uh, feelings of regrets. I think like probably you always have that desire to grow fast, to do more things, to uh, to to have more success. But in my case, I I think like it's important to also enjoy the ride, and this is something that uh, I think like many of us maybe don't don't realize of how lucky we are to to be working in games, to to be doing for our day to day job our passion. Uh, I know many many people that uh, they have other jobs and they do games uh, in their free time because it's their passion and they are not so lucky to, to work on on the gaming industry. In our case, we are, right? So I think like we shouldn't be thinking so much about oh, what do I regret or what should, would I would do different, but more on how fun it is, how much I'm enjoying this this ride, how much I'm enjoying day, day-to-day work on the gaming industry, doing creative work, uh, putting... Uh, our um, what we have inside in the in the hands of others, and then seeing them play it and and enjoy it. So I think that that's the thing that we need to really be thinking more uh, when when we are working. Yeah, and enjoying the ride and like always looking looking ahead. I think those are really uh, valuable uh, recommendations, valuable advice. So yeah, I I definitely definitely agree agree with that part as well. So, uh, Felipe, we talked about how you sh- shifted from uh, finishing your PhD to like working at King and how you continued learning and working on new games and how we are building a new studio in Barcelona in the current market conditions. So thank you for the uh, talk and thank you for uh, joining the podcast. And for the listeners that want to reach out or like uh, learn more about you, uh, how can they reach out to you? And for the f- studio that you are building, are you hiring currently or which positions you are looking for? Yeah, uh, well, they, they can reach me on, on LinkedIn. I think like I'm not very active there, but I eventually from time to time connect and that probably is the is the best uh, location to to find me. Um, and yeah, we are we are hiring. We have uh, some positions opened and uh, well, that uh, I feel like we are always uh, uh, eager to talk to highly talented people. So even if we don't have a specific position that could fit you, just like drop an spontaneous message and, and and we can talk because I think like uh, it's important uh, to make great things to have uh, great people and we are always uh, eager to have conversations with them. All right, that's nice. So uh, thank you again for joining the podcast, Felipe, and uh, thank you to everyone for listening. See you all in the next episode. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to Game Dev Diary. If you like the podcast, you can subscribe to it or share it with your friends. If you want to read my notes from this episode or the previous ones, you can also subscribe to the newsletter through the link in the show notes. See you in the next episode.